Welcome to the Old Time Radio Superman Show. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, adam at adamsweb.us, and be sure and rate the show on iTunes. Also, if you like good comics, those truly fun and enjoyable tales that can be called classy comics, then check out my new podcast, the Classy Comics Podcast. That's at ClassyComicsGuy.com. Now it's time for today's episode of Superman, and this is the last Bud Collier episode. The original air date, January the 21st of 1950, and this one is Dead Men Tell No Tales. Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! The Adventures of Superman. When the planet Krypton, home of a race of Supermen, exploded into dust, the sole survivor was an infant boy who had been shot to Earth in a sealed rocket. Today, that boy grown to manhood is known as Superman, sworn enemy of the forces of evil. To aid him in his never-ending fight for truth and justice, he masquerades as Clark Kent, crime reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper. His secret is carefully guarded. No one is aware that Kent is Superman. No one but you. Join with us now on ABC as Superman faces the gravest problem of his entire career, the possible exposure of his double identity. In an exciting transcribed adventure entitled, Dead Men Tell No Tales. The horrible realization that one day someone will discover that Clark Kent, mild-mannered, bespectacled crime reporter, is in reality Superman, has hung over Superman's head like the sword of Damocles. For he realizes that once his dual role is exposed, he will no longer be able to work in secrecy. And now, that day has come. Returning to his apartment late one night, after covering a routine hold-up story at police headquarters, Clark Kent discovered that a secret closet in his bedroom had been broken into, and the spare Superman costume he kept hidden there had been stolen. For a moment he was dazed. Then the full import of what had happened struck him like a savage blow. Whoever had stolen the costume, unless he was stupid beyond belief, was now aware that Clark Kent was Superman. For almost an hour, Kent paced the floor, unable to think. There were six million people in Metropolis, and the sneak thief might be any one of them. Finally, in desperation, he called in his friend, the private detective, Candy Myers. All right now, Clark, relax, relax not the end of the world, you know. Well, it might be for me. Oh, stop it. No matter what the guy stole, it can't be that bad. Now, let's have it from the beginning. I told you. I got back from headquarters at 11 o'clock. I walked into the bedroom and found the door of the closet open. Okay, what was messing? Well, that that's not important, Candy. The important what thing What do you mean is... it's not important? I got to know what the guy left it, don't I? Well, assume he didn't take anything. Well, then what's all the fuss? He still broke into my apartment. Now, look, pal, the... You're not pulling any wool over Candy Myers' eyes. In the first place, it's a secret closet. In the second place, nobody has a secret closet and leaves it empty. In the third place, if the guy knew how to get it open without jimming the door, 
He must have had a pretty good idea of what was in it. No, no, he, he couldn't have known what was in it. So there was something in it? Well, yes. Well? Well, what? Give, give, what did he hide? Now, Candy, believe me, it, it, it doesn't matter. All I want to do is get the thief. Is that all? Well, you know what I mean. I, I don't I... know what you mean, but I sure know what you need. You need a swami with a crystal ball, not a detective. Oh, Candy, please. Now, look, pal, you know as well as I do that whatever the guy took, he's going to try and sell or hock. The only way to put the finger on him is to check every fence and hock shop in the city. Well, but well, we can't do that unless we know what we're looking for, can we? But he won't try to sell or hock this candy. It, 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 it has no value. Well, then what are you all hot and bothered about? Well, it, it has value to me. In, in fact, it, it's everything. Oh, brother. No, Candy, just do one thing for me, will you? Check the closet door for fingerprints. Have you got your dusting kit with you? Yeah, I please, got it. Please, please, Candy. Okay, but you sure like to do things the hard way. Well, it's the only way in this case. I, I wish I could tell you more, Candy. Honestly, I tell do. Tell me more, brother. You haven't told me anything. Well, just for fun, though, Clark. If the guy didn't know what was in the closet, I mean, if he wasn't happy, how did he get it open? Well, accidentally, I'm sure. It's on an electric spring, and it unlocks when you pull out the top drawer of my desk. Well, you sure went to a lot of trouble to hide something that doesn't have any value. Well, now, wait a minute. If what the guy took has no value, why did he take it? I, I don't know. Can't you lying in your teeth? There's no skin off my back. There are prints on the door. I'll get them. After that, pal, you're on your own. <laughs> Yes, this is Kent. Oh, yes, Malloy. Uh-huh. Wait a minute. Let me jot that down, will you? Yeah, that's N-O-O-N-A-N. Right. Yes. Yes. I see. Yeah, well, thanks a lot, Malloy. Right. Okay, Candy. Okay, what? That was Malloy at identification. They tabbed the print. Lefty Noonan, 21 arrests and three convictions since 1938. So what? So he can be picked up, can't he? Sure, if the cops can find him. But if you think I'm going to get mixed up in a caper where you bring a guy in and you ask him, did you heist an unmentionable thing out of Clark Kent's secret closet? You're nuts. Oh, now, look, Let me you... go home, Kent. It's half past one. You handle this thing any way you want Candy, to. Candy, I need your help. I, I can't call the police in on this. I want you to find Noonan and bring him to me. Just like that, huh? Well, you can do it if you want to. Sure, but what'll it get you? Look, all I need is five minutes with him alone in a room. Or alone anywhere. But you figured on... Oh, hold it, hold it. Hello? Yes, Malloy? What? Let's have that again. Yes? Uh-huh. At 10.25, eh? I see. No, 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 it, it, it's just a, a routine check. Yeah, I sure will. Right. Candy. Yeah? The cop on this beat caught Noonan sneaking out of the delivery entrance of this building at 1025 tonight. Well, that does it. You don't need me anymore. Sweet dreams, pal. Oh, Candy, wait. He got away. Huh? He broke loose before the prowl car showed up. The cop chased him, shot at him twice, and swears he hit him. But he got away. Yes, but if he's wounded, he'll be easier to track down, don't you think? Well, who knows? This is a big city with a lot of people in it. But if you want me to bring him in, I'll try. Thanks, Candy. Lefty Noonan, huh? That's right. I'll call you. No. No water. The slug went through his back. Slow down. If it's in his belly, water's bad. I better go call a doctor then, huh? He don't look so good. No sense getting lost up with the sawbones if it don't mean nothing. You gonna let him die? What do you mean, let him? 
I didn't put the slug in him. I didn't tell him to come crawling up here at one o'clock in the morning and pass out on my couch. He's going to die on that couch unless you get a doctor up here fast. So what? They're all the same, all these stupid creeps. Where do they come when they're in trouble? To Nick Morelli. Sure, Nick Morelli can fix anything. Nuts to that. I'm all through sticking my neck out for these two. He's coming to me. Sure. They can't even croak quiet. Okay, Lefty. What? What? He wants water, Nick. His lips are all dry. All right, give it to him. What's the difference? You give it to him, I'll hold his head up. There you are, Lefty. Here's water. Okay, boy. Lay him down, baby. Nick, there's blood in his mouth. Yeah. Who plugged you, Lefty? Cop. You in a heist, huh? Yeah. The waste of paper bag. Don't get up, Lefty. Lay still. And I have the paper bag. What's he talking about? He was carrying a paper bag. It's out in the hall. Get it, Frank. I got an awful pain. Inside me. Sure, but it'll pass away. Just don't move around, huh? Well, the copper plugged me in the back. It's a bag, Miss. This what you want, Lefty? Yeah. What? What? What's in it? What is it? Some kind of a fancy costume. No. Superman. What? Superman. Superman. found this in a secret closet? Yeah, yeah. And whoever is living where he found it is Superman. Yeah. He's crazy. No, no. Must be Superman. Nick, it looks like what Superman wears. Nick. Yeah, Lefty. On, on a level, Nick. Apartment 5E. 160 Standish Street. Guy must be Superman. This what you heisted from his place? Yeah. Secret closet. Hold on, drawer. Closet. Closet open. It's worth millions, Nick. What is? Owen Superman. Who he is? He ain't kidding, Nick. Let's have the address again, Lefty. Write it down, lady. 160 Standish. A pot. A pot? Yes. Five. E. Okay. You're going to cut me in, Nick. Huh? Sure. Sure, I'll cut you in. Thanks, Nick. Always knew. Always knew. Yes? Yeah. Too bad. You could have told us more. You don't believe that stuff about Superman, do you? You can't tell. I can tell. You want to prove it? How? Light a match. What for? You want to prove it, don't you? Go ahead. Light a match. Okay. Yeah. Try to burn this stuff. Burn it? Yeah. Hold a match under it. Close. Don't burn. You sure? Can't you see? Ow. 
Light another one. Nick, this is no time. Do like I say, light a match. Put it right up under the cloth, fast. Right up against it. Mamma mia. What is it, Nick? That creep. He was right. This is Superman's outfit. It don't burn, baby. This is dynamite. How are you going to handle it, Nick? First get me Lonzo on the phone. He's got to come up here with the boys and get this dead creep out of here. Then what? Then... Then, baby, we figured out a way to tie up this Superman character so from now on he works for only one guy. Nick Morelli. <laughs> right, baby. Nick Morelli. Hello. Wake up. Candy? Yeah. Oh, I was just dozing. Get wide awake, listen. And then go back to sleep. What? And don't bother me again with any wacky capers like this one. Did you find him, Candy? Yeah, I found him. Where is he? I'll come right down. Relax, pal. He's on a slab in the morgue. Dead? No, he couldn't get a hotel room, so they rented him a slab for the night. What do you mean, dead? They reached the morgue, brother. That's all. Oh, okay, Candy. He was found in an empty lot on the south side, about two miles from your place. One of the cop slugs caught him in the back, and that was as far as he could get. Well, that's that. Thanks a million, Candy. Thanks for what? Well, you don't know what this has done for me. In fact, you'll never know. I guess not. Nothing else, Kent? Oh, can't think of anything, Candy. Sure? Well, should there be something? What about that stuff he took from your closet? Don't you want to know whether the cops recovered it? Did they? Hello, Candy. Hello. I'm still here. What are you getting all excited about? Well, did they, Candy? How should I know when I don't even know what it is? Did they recover anything? Just what he had in his pocket. Five cents of steel, Jimmy. And a 32 Smith and Wesson revolver. No, no, not his pockets, Candy. Was he. W- w- was he carrying anything? For instance. Well, like a, a, a coat or a suit of clothes. A coat or a suit of clothes, huh? Yes. Ken, I'm coming up and having a talk with you. Stand by. I've said it once, I've said it a dozen times. I can't tell you what Noonan took from that closet. I wish I could, but I can't. Now, that's fine. Okay, pal, okay. Just one more thing I'd like to say. That is, if you don't mind. Oh, now, skip the sarcasm, Candy. I've known you for five years. Brother, you took the words right out of my mouth. Right out of my mouth. What words? We've known each other for five years. And all that time, I've never seen you so jittery like that. Oh, nonsense. No nonsense. Something's happened that shot you to pieces. You need help, Clark, but you can't get it unless you're willing to cooperate. Andy, if I could... Forget that I'm a private dick, will you? I'm your friend, and I'm trying to... Who's that at 3 o'clock in the morning? I don't know. Hello? Is this apartment 5E at 160 Stanley Street? Yes? Who's this? Is this Mr. Clark Kent? That's right. Who's calling? Who is it, Kent? Hold it. Who's calling? Was something stolen from a closet in your bedroom, Mr. Kent? I'm sorry, but I... I can't answer any questions unless I know who's calling. This is a friend, Mr. Candy. Something was stolen from you. I think I can get it back from you. Well, if you're a friend, why won't you tell me your name? Names don't matter. If you want to get back what was stolen, you better come to 45 Carlton Street in a hurry and come alone. Well, I I, uh, I, I can't get out right now. I, I'm waiting for some phone calls. Why don't you come here? Hold it a minute. All right. But get the woman. She says she's got what was stolen from the closet. Be careful. Yeah, I am. Hello, Mr. Candy. Yes? Okay, we'll be down in 20 minutes, but make sure you're alone. I'll be alone. Okay, see you. Well, she'll be here in 20 minutes. Oh, brother, this is right up my alley. No, no, Candy. No, what? You'll have to go. 
I've got to see her alone. You're not so hide in the bedroom. No, alone oh. means alone. All right, I give up. I'm through. I'm finished. But remember this. I won't be able to help you when you stretch out on a slab in the morgue like Lefty Noonan. We'll be back in a moment for part two and the exciting conclusion of Dead Men Tell No Tales. But first, here is your ABC announcement. It doesn't take much remembering to remember the 42,000 victims in last year's record-breaking polio epidemic. That's right. The number of victims was 42,000, of whom 60% were children under 10 years old. Thousands of those stricken youngsters are still sick, still under treatment, still in need of help. The help you can lend by giving to the March of Dimes. The National Foundation for Infantile Paralysis cares for everyone who needs it, carries out research, stands as the greatest single effective block against this dread disease. It needs your help, needs it more desperately than ever before. This is your responsibility, a responsibility best met by giving your dimes and your dollars. Give in the name of your child. Give so that more children can return to their roles as young, happy citizens. Give and give again to combat polio. Keep those dimes and dollars rolling to your local March of Dimes headquarters. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. And part two of Dead Men Tell No Tales. Unaware that the telephone call he received was from Nick Morelli's girl, and that both the girl and the racketeer are aware of his double identity, Clark Kent waits nervously and impatiently for their arrival. But Candy Myers, suspicious of an attempt at foul play, has not given up as he threatens to do. Although he left Kent's apartment, he is now waiting outside the entrance to the building. It is almost 3.30 in the morning. The street is dark and silent. Suddenly, a car swings around the corner and pulls up in front of the building. Andy Myers steps back into the shadow of the doorway. I don't see any number, Nick. You sure this is 160? There it is. Right over the door. Oh, yeah. Excuse me. Oh! Don't never step out of the dark like that again, fella. It ain't healthy. I'm sorry. Uh, I've been waiting for you. Waiting for us? Yeah. I'm Clark Kent. Oh. I thought we were supposed to come up to your apartment. That's what you said over the phone? Yeah, I know, but uh, I was afraid somebody might come in, and uh, you said I had to be alone. You got people coming in at 3.30 in the morning? Well, you see, in my business, you just can't tell. You know what it means, Nick. Sure. Okay, you want to go over to my place? With me? That's even better, Nick, than we can show him the proof. Somebody asked you? Well, I was... Button your lips. Okay, Mr. Ken. Let's go. Sit down, Mr. Ken. Make yourself comfortable. Thanks. How about a little drink? Never touch it. Smoke? No, thanks. Real athletic diet, huh? <laughs> Stands to reason, don't it? <laughs> <laughs> you sure look different sitting there. Different than what? Oh, you're trying to kid. Get me an iron soda, baby, huh? Huh? Just because you don't drink don't mean I don't have to. Cross now, go right ahead. Okay. You must be wondering where I fit into this, huh? Yeah, in a way. Well, there it is. 
I know the creep that busted into your apartment and copped something out of your closet. Here you are, Nick. Thanks, baby. Matter of fact, I got for the heister off you. You have? Yeah. You want to get it back, don't you? You bet I do. Okay. What is it? Huh? You heard me. What did the creep cop out of your closet? If you got it, you know. That ain't what I asked. If he don't know, Nick, who does? Shut up. Huh? What was it? Uh, it's, um, like a coat or a suit of clothes. What kind of a suit of clothes? Give it a name. What do you mean, give it a name? Get some front window shades down, baby. Don't move, guy. What are you pulling a gun on me for? Well, find out quick. Okay, Mr. Check the front door. Make sure it's locked. Okay. You and me are going to find out something, Kent. Locked me. All right. What's the angle, Nick? The angle is I think maybe this guy's a phony. I don't like the smell of it. What are you talking about? Get up. Come on, get up. Sure, I'll but... make with the talk. All you got to do is listen. One thing Nick Morelli don't like is getting the double cross. He don't like it for nothing. So if Nick Morelli thinks the guy is slipping in the finger, he's right away quick takes care of it, see? No, I don't I'm think... doing the talking, remember. Go ahead. Thanks. Sometimes maybe it happens Nick Morelli makes a mistake. He gives the business to the wrong guy. The guy who ain't slipping him no finger. But with you, it don't matter. If you're the guy you're supposed to be, nothing's going to happen. You ain't. Then you're trying to slip Morelli the finger and you got it coming. Catch why? I'm not allowed to talk. Go on, talk. Say what you gotta say. All I gotta say is I don't know why you pulled a gun on me and I don't know what you're shooting your mouth off about. Well, maybe I'm wrong, so we'll find out quick. Find out what? If you're the right guy or the wrong guy. I'm gonna toss a couple of 38 slugs your way. If you're the right guy, okay. If you're the wrong guy... You're a dead pigeon. Caught in a blind trap, unaware that Morelli is trying to determine whether or not he is Superman, Candy Myers faces the steel black muzzle of a gangster's gun, an almost certain death. Meanwhile, in his apartment, Clark Kent glances at his watch for the tenth time. Five minutes to four. She called a little after three and she said twenty minutes. Almost an hour. I'm not going to wait any longer. 45 Carlton Street. I'll pay her a visit as Superman. Removing his horn-rimmed glasses and stripping off his business suit disguise, Clark Kent emerges in the brilliant red and blue costume of Superman. Raising a window, the only human being on Earth who numbers among his amazing powers the power of flight leaps out into the darkness. Hovering for a timeless moment in midair, he gets his bearings and then, like an arrow shot from a bow... Speeds across the city and drops down on the sidewalk in front of the stucco house of 45 cars. One glance and his X-ray vision shows him the scene inside the house. Great Scott! Tensing every muscle in his powerful body, Superman crashes through one of the blind-drawn windows and like a human projectile strikes Candy Myers and knocks him unconscious. Uh, Almost at the instant the gun in Nick Morelli's hand blasts out. Mamma mia! It's Superman! Drop that gun! First, I gotta make sure. All right. Now I drop that's better. Sit down. We talk things over. I've got nothing to talk over with you, unless it's a matter of attempted murder. 
If I'd been a split second late, that bullet would have killed him. So why did he have to try to slip me the finger telling me he was Kent? Is that what he did? Sure, ask her. Yeah, he was waiting downstairs where you live. What do you mean, where I live? 160 Standish. We know the score. Your name is Clark Kent. You know too much. Could be. What's your name? Nick Morelli. And yours? Never mind her. Yeah. Maybe I do know too much. Only what I know pays off. Does it? I think so. Or it means the only one knows. The stupid creep busted into your joint. He's dead. So from here on in, you do business with me, Nick Morelli. Is that so? Yeah. On account of if you don't, I'm going to do a little talking, and that's going to put you out of the Superman racket, but quick. What if I see to it that you can't do any talking? You know, dead men tell no tales. <gasps> you ain't going to knock us off. That ain't your way. Right now, I wish it were. Relax, Mr. Kent. Or would you like for me to call you Superman? You don't have to call me anything. Where's the costume that was stolen from my closet? Sit down. We'll talk it over. I'm not in any mood for talking. Where is it? Yelling ain't going to get you nowhere. All right, then maybe this will. <laughs> uh, you're breaking my arm. Where's that costume? Stop it! Stop it! Where is it? Try it! Stop, stop it! it. <laughs> One answer to this. I've got to put both of you someplace where it won't matter how much talking you do. What are you going to act like this for? We can make a deal. I don't make deals. Take the square shooter? The shooter part I'll accept. You've made your bed and now you're going to sleep in it. Get your coats on. Huh? You heard what I said. Get your coats on. Where are we going? For a little ride to your new home. Now I'm warning you. This mountain top is 4,000 feet high, and there's no way down. You're murdering us. We'll freeze up here. I'll be back with everything you need, including a bungalow. You won't freeze or starve. What are you doing this for? I told you I was willing to forget it. I even told you what a costume is. You're telling me it isn't worth much. I'll swear it on a stack of Bibles. That's worth less from you. No, this is how it's got to be. Until I can think of something else, you two are going to live up here. Please, please, give us a break. You're getting a break. Now remember, don't try to escape. I'll be back. <laughs> Leaping into the still-darkened sky, Superman hovers in curious flight above the mountaintop, watching the tiny figures of the gangster and his girl. Then, just as he is about to turn in midair and head for Metropolis, he notices with horror that hand in hand, they are attempting to make their way down a steep slope. What a stupid fool! Arching his powerful body, Superman prepares to swoop down after them, but he is too late. Loose sand and gravel rolls under their feet, and losing their balance, they pitch forward headlong, their bodies striking a ledge and bouncing off like sawdust dummies. Falling to the valley 4,000 feet below. Hello? Hello. This is Candy Moyes. Candy, what happened to you? You sound terrible. What happened to me shouldn't happen to a dog. Somebody hit me on the back of the head with a telephone pole. I'm not laughing, Candy. I'm just clearing my throat. I'm in trouble. Yeah. Tough mug by the name of Morellius got whatever was caught in your closet. Oh, I don't mean... worry about it, Candy. I got it back. You got it back? Yes. And uh, Morelli and the girl are dead. They fell off a mountain. Oh. That does it. I knew I should have had more brains to get mixed up in it. They fell off a mountain, huh? That's right. Sure. And I'm Dick Tracy and you're a superman. That's right, Candy. Good night, Candy. Good night, Candy. <laughs> And so ends Dead Men Tell No Tales on the Adventures of Superman. 
which have come to you each week at this same time over many of these same ABC stations. With tonight's broadcast, we end the current series of Superman Adventures. Thank you for listening, and we hope to be back with you shortly, bringing you radio's most fabulous character in thrilling stories of action, mystery, and adventure. So be sure to listen when next again you hear that familiar cry... Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Superman is a copyrighted transcribed feature appearing in Superman DC comic magazine. The role of Superman has been played by Bud Collier. Music has been composed and played by John Garth. This is Jackson Beck saying goodbye for the present and hoping to say hello again in the very near future. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. Welcome back. This episode was adapted from the radio serial, The Mystery of the Stolen Costume. And itself was actually adapted to the TV episode from series one, or season one of Superman, uh, The Mystery of the Stolen Costume. It plays out almost exactly on television as it did in today's radio episode. It's a good story in that it does expose a Superman to some risk, which is pretty rare. I think that Morelli probably overstates his case as to what the possible effect of uh, Clark Kent and Superman uh, dual identity being revealed. It's less likely to be the end of Superman than it is to be the end of Clark Kent. In more modern versions, uh, the, there's more attachment to the uh, Clark Kent persona. But in this pre-crisis situation, where Clark Kent has no family, no living relatives, it's pretty easy to start over again. I remember a Silver Age Superman story where Superman got amnesia and thought he was a British guy. This was the Silver Age. And uh, then he figured out he was uh, Superman, and then he remembered that he was not really the British guy, but Clark Kent. However, he exposed his British guy identity to Lois Lane, and when she discovered it, he said, well, I'm just going to have to go and take another identity. Bye! Having uh, Candy Myers in this situation... Uh, actually creates a different dynamic than having Batman in the original serial version, but it, it does work in a way. It's a psychological pressure. You are in crisis. You want somebody to help, but because it's about a secret you're trying to keep, you can't actually tell them anything helpful. You can certainly understand how that would be very frustrating for Candy Myers. I will say my big problem with this is that the story really puts Superman in a moral dilemma, whether to take a life or to allow his identity to be revealed, potentially impacting his ability to save other lives. He makes a choice not to kill the criminals, but is rescued from actually having to deal with the consequence of keeping these two permanently prisoner forever by them just doing something that's really, really dumb. 
Still, it's a good classic story, and that's what we end on. I should note that Bud Collier's time as Superman on the radio was over, but he would come back in the 1960s to play Superman in the uh, New Adventures of Superman TV series, providing the voice to Superman for 68 more animated adventures. Add to that the Fleischer and Famous Studio uh, cartoons, and more than a thousand episodes on the radio, well more than a thousand episodes. And Collier really was a key figure in uh, Superman and in introducing him to generations of kids. So a wonderful legacy, and uh, we are almost done with this series, but we have one more episode, and I'm going to try something crazy and next week try and have it on time. Sorry about the delay this week and last week. But we will be wrapping up Superman, so send your comments to adam at adamsweb.us. I am thinking about posting these episodes. Um, I've posted the uh, Great Detectives archives on the Great Detectives YouTube channel. I'm thinking about posting these on the Classy Comics uh, YouTube channel for uh, archival purposes and to make them more widely available. But that is all for now. Send your comments to adam at adamsweb.us. Be sure and rate the show on iTunes. And check out my new podcast, ClassyComicsGuy.com, the Classy Comics Podcast. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.